everybody. I'm Melissa Pressman. I'm Benji Pressman. It's rated PG. Welcome. Welcome. No song? No, I wasn't feeling it today. <sighs> I have to be honest. I've just been so tired. I can't even, like, stay awake. Ever. Like, if you said to me, hey, why don't you go lay down right now? I could. And I just had, like, a whole cup of coffee. Do you want to go lie down? I do. Oh, sh- shoot. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I do. I could. I could just, like, sleep all day. <sighs> it's no fun for someone who likes to uh, be productive. Yeah, that's a tough place to be. It's no fun. Anyway, sorry to bring it down, y'all. This is rated PG. We talk about movies our kids watch sometimes many times over. Yeah. To make your life easier. Hopefully. Hopefully this helps. It helps um, us. But we're coming to you from our new... A new and improved podcast studio. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> there. We did some rearranging of our... Three boys. Yeah. Like we said before, the bunk beds. And now we have like an official office and we have an official podcast studio. It's very official. Dun, 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 and we might need to replace the table we're using. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Um. So we have three boys. Uh, Nathan is five. Liam and Charlie are two and almost three yeah ish I mean, they're like someday in a couple weeks 90 something percent of the way to three is that like three weeks away two weeks away? yes yeah, i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be three. Oh, that's when it gets easier right nope no <sighs> no remember nathan three yes. was horrible three was terrible three was the worst uh, and they seem to be trending in that direction. So, yeah, for some reason we're like, our kids aren't talking. We should really help them talk. And then they start talking. I'm like, Ugh. now you just want stuff all the time. And they just like talk and talk and talk <laughs> and talk. And sometimes it's just like, I yes, okay, I get it. Yes, yes, I see that. It, the sky is blue. Okay, <laughs> next. <laughs> I don't want to. I just, I want everything to be quiet for a minute. Just like 10 minutes of sitting still and being quiet. And I mean, like, like I, I mean, right now, I don't know. I'm going to get checked up, y'all. So if something's wrong, we'll find out. But I mean, it's just like I sit on the couch and I just like pass out. Like I cannot even stay awake. It is a no bueno. <laughs> yeah, we barely made it through this movie in the 24-hour rental period. I know. <laughs> I tried, I tried so hard. I just kept falling. I mean, I even, like, we were like, oh, we're going to watch it. What was it, like, during the day? Yeah, at, like, 4.45. And I, and I fell asleep. Yeah. And I fell asleep last night when we were watching it, and, yeah. Which I don't think is a full comment on this movie, because... No, I really enjoy this movie. And yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we should say which movie it is. Uh, we watched uh, Despicable Me this week. The original. Uh, the IMDb description is, when a criminal mastermind uses a trio of orf- orphan girls as pawns for a grand scheme, he finds their love is profoundly changing him for the better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like more recent movies have more accurate IMDb descriptions. Hmm. 
Or maybe it's like more successful movies do. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody's paying know. attention. No, because we've read somewhere where like, what no. What is happening in that's the description, wrong. yeah. I mean, like The Incredibles was wrong. That's true. Which that's is like, this is crap. It's a big movie. Um, so we open in Egypt and there's like a guy with goats and it seems sort of like epic. And then this like, right, it's like going to be the beginning of Aladdin or something. Yeah, and then this like tour bus pulls up, which is clearly, uh, and now this is a French company, right? They are Illumination. This one they rip on Americans. They really have comments on Americans and, and English. The, and in the Minions movie, they really rip into the British, like hard, <laughs> hardcore. Uh, so, so then the like tourist bus pulls up, and then it's, it's playing, playing like Sweet, Sweet Home, Home Alabama, Alabama right? Yeah. <laughs> and they get out, and they're like horrible people. Um, and they got like crazy, like sunburnt, like, um, I mean, they're rednecks. I mean, that's the depiction they're going for a yeah. stereotype. It's they're very, but I mean, like they have like the, the, like they have like the red neck, like yeah. they're the, the guys like sunburnt with like the, you know, I mean, you can't even call it like a farmer's tan. I mean, no. he's just like sunburnt. Yeah. He's wearing a tank top. Yeah. Shorts. I mean, yeah. it is Egypt, so it's probably hot. So I get it. No, I know, but, but it's just like is a good idea. the way that that everything is set up, and then like they just don't even care about like what they're looking at or doing. Right. And they're at the pyramid, and this kid who was on a leash escapes and is like running away because well, he's like ten years old, and so he just takes the harness off. Yeah, he just unbuckles and goes. I don't think he was 10. Maybe he's like just 8. Based on his behavior, I he was maybe like 4. That was a big 4-year-old. Yeah, babe. <laughs> so then <laughs> So he's like running with his plane. And he's like and like going up and then the, like the guards who were like watching over the pyramid were you trying to stop him and he gets up and then he goes and he falls and he, when he goes and he hits the um the pyramid. The pyramid. I that he like bounces back because yeah. it's not. It's like a giant. It's not the pyramid, pyramid. anymore. It's, it was inf- it was a giant inflatable pyramid, and it deflates and and then we cut to MSNBC because this is a, also a Universal picture, so everything is NBC. Yeah. Um. So they weren't. I mean, it was produced by Universal, but now NBC Universal owns this animation studio. They didn't at the time. I understand, but they but were. They, had a, they, they must were have had some existing relationship. And went, yeah. yeah, we'll help you, but you got to put this stuff in. I don't know. It's called right synergy or cross promotion. So they they're like at MSNBC. That's what did I say? CNBC? I don't even know. But I they mean, were at an NBC station for news, and they were like, "The pyramids are gone." Oh, yeah. So who did thing, this? So when the kid pops off the pyramid, it the pyramid deflates. And the wind's blowing out. And there's like an old lady standing there, and her boobs are just like flapping <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> I was like, what a weird, weird choice here. <laughs> old lady boobs. <laughs> yeah. uh, I get it. And do you think the guards knew it was already fake? Is that why they're freaking out? Or it was just no. like, you can't get close? And then everybody was shocked. No, because it looked like it, it was a really good balloon. Like it would, no, but it looked like it was set up like they'd been doing repairs yeah. or. I mean, and I think you're just not supposed to touch that stuff because it's ancient and it will like fall apart. Right, but they were also like he was like running up this like scaffolding. Yeah, it's and also if he's not safe, if, if that had falls, been a real pyramid, he fell, he would have been dead. Yeah, exactly. Except that in this movie, maybe not. But yeah, but yes. So, um, so then we cut to uh, Gru. Yeah, 
And he's just walking, and he sees this kid, and he's crying. He dropped his ice cream coat. It is very sad. Yeah. And so then Gru's like, oh, I'm going to help you. And he makes a balloon animal. Like, he goes through this whole process, and he makes this little dog. And the kid is so happy, and he's, like, cuddling it, like, oh, thank you. And then he just pulls out a pin and pops. Yeah, I mean, he is. <laughs> and walks away. It's one thing to ignore the suffering of a child. But it's another one to like exacerbate the suffering of a child. Like that is really at a level. And then he goes and I mean, and that's just his like thing. And and we go through the whole like we see like he just doesn't he gives no fucks. Yeah, he he like, just like freezes everybody in the coffee shop. And then he takes somebody's order of yeah. like food and coffee. But and, he tips. And he's driving but I don't think he paid. No, he didn't pay, he just tipped. Yeah. And then he takes He supports the workers, not not the the corporate institution. Okay. <laughs> and then he he's like driving this ginormous car and he goes back to and he's like talking to his neighbor and he's just like, listen, um, your dog is like leaving like little bombs all over my yard. And he's like, eh, you know, what are you going to do? And he's like, eh, you know, eh, they can't really do it when they're dead. I can't. I can't. <laughs> like, he just says like crazy shit like that. So <laughs> it seems like there's no police or anything like he's not subtle no he's just like freezing people in the middle of the day yeah and you know he gets in a very obvious car and drives away like he could be followed and tracked but yeah it doesn't seem like anybody's bothering and his house is very conspicuous no but i feel like this is like one of those things like where they get into it in the second movie and so i don't really want to with the anti-villain league yeah, like about like how this all works together. Because he's technically, he's not, I, I feel like he's not something that the police would be after anyways, because everything he does is on a much larger scale. Well, I feel like... That if, it, it's like the government's watching him or something. If you're consistently freezing people in a town and like doing all that kind of stuff that he's doing, you know, even if it's just stealing coffee, it's like, I feel like somebody would call the police. Yeah, well, they didn't. So <laughs> so then he's, like, in his house, and he has this, like, thing that's a dog and named yeah, Kyle. Unexplained. and <laughs> Some sort of creature. And then these three girls show up. They're selling cookies. And he's just like, uh, no one's here. This is a recording. Go away. And... <laughs> So they leave. So I should get the ring so you can see who's out there and just decide not to even go to the door. Right? Um, Sponsor us, ring. So then he goes to, uh, he's like, minions assemble. Um, and then that's when we get introduced to the minions, the little yellow. Yeah, well, he like goes down to his basement people. in the most complicated, unnecessary elevator. Yeah. I get it. This is sort of like in the James Bondian vein of villains with like oh that's because he saw he saw uh he was watching tv and he saw that the pyramids got stolen right. and he's like what yeah so he, he like pulls a lever and like part of the floor goes up and yeah. then this like cannon turns into an elevator shaft and then everything descends really far yeah like why not just have like a regular elevator i don't know he's, I guess a, this he's sounds cool. an evil genius so then then we like the minions are all around like just working on things and doing things. I like how he always knows every minion's name somehow. Yeah. Because they all look the same to me. No, I know. That's the thing is that you, I, you really can't understand what they're saying, but he's always he always knows what they're saying, and he knows who everyone is. 
And I really love like like when he gets up on the stage and he's like, "How's the family? How's that like?" <laughs> it's like they're, they're all right in front of you. <laughs> but he just like has these like conversations with him. It's funny. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, "Look, I know maybe you've heard someone's still the pyramid, but we're still the best because these are the things we took. We took the Times Square jumbotron again, NBC." prominent on the jumbotron um and then they took the statue of liberty from las vegas Uh and the eiffel tower from las vegas yeah but it wasn't even like the big because like i think in vegas at the paris hotel there's a big one and a little one and they took like the little one yeah i don't know but they they were just like also from vegas (laughs) (laughs) and he's like but this time we are going to steal the moon Everybody's super excited. That's but what we're going to do. Dr. Nefario. Is it Nefario or Nefario? Nefario, I think. Yeah. Who's Russell Brand, which every once in a while I'm like, oh, it actually does sound like Russell Brand. Yeah. He's doing pretty good, like, change of voice. Yeah. It's like, uh, we don't have the money to do this. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry about it. So he, um, oh, we're not there yet. Uh, so then uh, we find out that the girls that were selling cookies that... They are in. Oh, uh, there's one thing. He needs He needs to get the shrink ray. That's. Well, we find that out after no, he goes to the no, bank. No, that's what Gru needs is the shrink ray. But they need the money for the shrink ray. Well, they, So he knows he needs it. He just yeah. doesn't have the money for it. Right. He needs money for the whole operation. Right. But he also needs money for the shrink ray. Yeah. To get it or whatever. So then uh, there's the girls that we meet. And then. We find out that they're in the foster system. Which are they actually sisters? Or I guess they, they're not in the foster they're in system. An they're, they're orphans. Like yeah. they don't. But is that considered the foster system? I mean, I, f- I have I, no idea. I don't know. If they're in an orphanage, they're not being fostered in somebody's home. Right. But so I'm saying, I don't, like, know what, I don't like, does foster mean like your parents are still around? You just can't be with them? I think that's part of how it works like you've been taken away from your parents like that's the foster system maybe or is the foster system just anyone who can be adopted and that like i don't know so i apologize if i've used the wrong words but they are they're in a home for girls yes um with Kristen wig doing the voice which is interesting because she's in the second she's in later movies Mm -hmm. as a different character yeah must have just liked working with her um but it is not a great place. No. Miss Hattie, I think it is. Yeah. And she she's like making them sell cookies. And <laughs> like you didn't meet your quota. Like that's a problem. And then it's like, do you want to end up like this kid? And the kid's like in the box of shame. Yeah. Just like this cardboard box with like a hole for the eyes cut out. And they're like, hey. She's like, hey. <laughs> so are they actually sisters or are they just in the orphanage? No, they're together? sisters. Okay. Yeah. They're sisters. So then um, we see uh, Gru's like calling his mother, like trying to like tell her like what's going on. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And she's like taking a karate class and she's like just like hitting the bag lightly with her hand. Like, uh, uh. and you think because she's like an older woman, that's all she can do. And then she goes to do like a kick and like knocks the man like into the the wall. Gru's mom. She's a character. I feel like it's interesting in a story like this that they give a character like that for part of his backstory because it actually does explain a bit about who Gru is. Yeah. So 
Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, he's always wanted to go to the moon. His mom is is, not supportive. This is his thing. And the first time he tells his mom, like, this is what he wants to do, she said, oh, you're too late. They're not sending monkeys into space anymore. I was like, Jesus Christ. Damn, woman. That is not cool. That's terrible. (laughs) I mean, he is a funky looking dude. but Oh, so then we go to... The bank. The bank of evil. He goes through like what kind of well, places? Well, he, he goes through? to like a regular bank, and then, and then the he bathroom. goes into the bathroom, and then that turns into like there's like a lever, and then you go to the hallway to go to the evil bank, which was formerly Lehman Brothers, right? And it has <laughs> these columns. <laughs> these columns where it's like one's being held up by one person, and then they're kind of like, like slowly Atlas. being yeah. squished by the column, and it ends with somebody completely squished under the column. <laughs> It's like, oh, my God. So he goes in, and he's just, like, waiting his turn. And then that's when we get introduced to Vector. Yeah. Who turns out he's the one who stole the pyramid. Like, yeah. he's like, I he did that. He sort of casually drops that. He's like, whatever. I'm, like, super cool. I'm and just, like, young and awesome. He's clearly depicted as kind of a, a nerdy guy. Yeah. Who's trying really hard. Yeah, to be this, like, evil villain. Oh, yeah. So then... <laughs> Uh, uh, Gru goes in, meets with the banker. Who I like to, to touch that the banker's hair would look like devil horns. Yeah. And yeah. he's this like big man. He's basically like, uh, he's like, well, we, we would prefer somebody younger. Like, we don't know if we want to give you the money. And he's like, it's okay. Like, I'll get the shrink ray and then you guys will give me the money. And he's like, okay, because you owe us money. I think like that he still owed, like I guess his like past things didn't go the way that they were supposed to. Or I mean, it's one of the things they don't really talk about in a lot of like heist movies. Mm-hmm. But like the amount of money you have to spend to set up a heist, right? It's got to be big. Like in some of the Fast and Furious movies, they just never talk about it, and suddenly they're like in a foreign country with a base of operations and like. Cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like... They're just, like, ready to go. Yeah. I was like, what? How did you do that? Eh, probably uh, heisted that. It's heist after heist after heist, babe. Yeah, but I feel like if Gru were really good, he would just have figured out some way to, like, steal money. Yeah, I don't know. Fund. So this is the whole thing. Like He doesn't really... He steals weird shit. So it's like this evil... Evil circle. Yeah. Um. So then... The banker's basically, and he like has this apple that he's holding, and he squishes it with one hand. It's just like whoosh, the entire apple, it's impressive. And is like, so get it together. Um, and so when Gru's leaving, he like freezes Vector's head because the guy was like, "Hey, so this kid out there, like, he stole a pyramid. Like, so we're kind of, we think we want to back better, him. Uh, step up your game there, Gru. So, but again, what's with the random freezing of people? It's not cool. He he's a bad it. guy. Um, and so then we go and he goes to steal the shrink ray, which is in It's like North Korea. Is that where it was? It looks so or or something along those lines. So we see like a like a few I would call them like soldiers, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's obviously some like military it, testing facility. Yeah, because it felt like they were in like a, a military uniform of some sort. Yeah. And they bring in an elephant and they bring out the shrink ray and they turn it on. And they shrink the elephant, and he gets really tiny. Really tiny? He's so cute. I know. I would love a baby elephant if it stayed baby-sized. Well, that wasn't a baby. That was a a full-size elephant. Yeah, but it turned into what, like, smaller than a puppy? It was smaller than a banana. Smaller than a puppy? It was smaller than a banana. They had a plate of bananas there. 
It was small. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so then, we see like the the ceiling. Like there's something cutting into the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then this machine comes down with a minion on it to is, take. Is that one played by Jermaine? Is that the minion played by Jermaine? I don't know. That was weird. So random that Jermaine Clement plays a minion. Jerry. Yeah. He was Jerry. Minion Jerry. Um. So he. So that he's taking it, and we were watching it with the kids. And Nate, like, lost it at this part because he, he gets pulled up and, like, smacks his head <laughs> Nate's twice. really into physical comedy right now. We've introduced him into some of the Looney Tunes universe, and oh. he really likes those, too. It's amazing. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's impressive mm. for a kid who just falls down all the time that he still finds it funny when other people fall down. Well, it's funny. <laughs> uh, so... so so then, so they've got it, and they're like, woohoo, we got the shrink ray, and then Vector steals the shrink ray. Right, he basically lets them do the work of stealing out of the bunker, and then he comes and steals it out of their ship. And yeah. His ship. And then he shrinks, like, Gru's sh- ship, and, it, you know, this whole thing. Gru and the minions basically end up sitting on top of, like, a tricycle-sized yeah, ship thing. flying home. Um. So then Gru is at Vector's house. And you can see the pyramid behind his house, but it's, it's been painted, painted blue, blue with like some clouds on it. It blends right in. But you can tell it's a pyramid. Again, it feels like oh. there aren't enough officers of the peace like investigating things. Plus, like during the course of this, Gru's trying to like case the place and get in. Mm-hmm. And he's like shooting missiles at him and stuff. And like nobody seems to care. I know. So there's like all this like crazy stuff. He keeps trying to get into the house. There's like a shark. There's like, I mean, it's just nuts. Like he's got crazy security. So then like the girls show up and he's like, good luck. Like he's like watching, like he's going to blow them up. So he's kind of like excited about that. But then they get in and then he was like, light bulb. (laughs) He literally just says light bulb. So then he goes, he's dressed up like a dentist with like, but like with like a doctor, like an old time doctor thing on. What what did they use it for? Was that to like reflect light or I something? I think so. so I you can't could remember see what you're doing. I don't know. It was like you're like I don't think a dentist wears that. But anyways, so he goes as a dentist, and he's like he wants to adopt these kids, like mm-hmm. these specific three girls, and he like. While she's like looking on the computer at like his, like doing like a background check on him, the, the minions. minions are on the other side yeah. like just like typing stuff in. Like what were they? What was she checking that it was like a live feed for updates? <laughs> I don't know. So she's like looking there and they're like typing things in and and then she's like okay and then he tells this whole story about his wife Debbie who died and now he needs children and da 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 da. And she's sort of like, whatever. But then he's like, do you speak Spanish? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay, well, you're like this. And he said, like, something burro. Yeah. So, like, she looks like a donkey, yeah, I He's guess. like, you have the face of a burro. Um, and then she's like, oh, okay, well, you can adopt these children. And yeah. she's like, Debbie was a lucky woman. And he's like, who's Debbie? <laughs> she's <laughs> like, your, your dead wife. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She kind of reminded me of Delta Burke. I could see that. Um, and then... So the kids come out and they're like so excited because they are getting adopted and this is awesome. And they come out and then it's Gru and they're like, uh. And Agnes, she's the youngest one. She is excited. She's yeah. happy. She's just like, all right. I just like that as they're packing up, she's like, oh, this caterpillar never turned into a butterfly. And then one of the other girls says, that's a Cheeto. And she's like, oh. And then she eats it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so then we get to the house. And his house is not ready for kids. No. And there's sort of like, what's going on here? And then they're, they're like talking to him. And while they're talking to him, the middle kid, I cannot remember her name. Is it Edith? I think that the middle kid is Edith. Yeah. And then the oldest is... So Margo, Edith, Margo. and Agnes. Okay, so Margo is the oldest. So Edith uh, goes and looks at this, like, um, what is that called? It's like the, the coffin thing with all the nails in it. Oh, uh, it has like an a, Iron Maiden? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. So she goes to look at it, and we see her, her go in, and then it shuts. And then we just see, like, what looks like blood oozing out the bottom, and, and Gru just goes, oh, well, I guess his plan will work with two. He'll still work with two kids. <laughs> like, he doesn't even <laughs> care that she's dead. <laughs> and then she's like, it's yeah, dark in here. Yeah, the Iron Maiden. The Iron Maiden. She's like, it's dark in here, and they open it, and it's like she punctured her juice box is what happened. So then he's like, okay, we need ground rules. You can't go in. You don't touch anything. You can't do anything. Um, here's, I got this, like, I set this up for you. And it, there's, there's like, he's like, set it up like for a dog. So a, there's a bowl of candy, yep. some water, and then some papers for pee pee and poo poo. And they labeled everything so yes. they know what to do. Yes. Where it's just like, they can just use a toilet. But anyways. Can they? So then. You don't know. We have, you know, and he's like, and don't bother me while I'm working. So then he goes down, he's dealing with Dr. Nefario who like invents everything and he made boogie robots, which is not what he wanted. He wanted cookie robots. Yeah, I did like the boogie robots. So he's reworking that. And then he's showing a couple other like things that he's done. And there was like this anti-gravity serum. And then a minion just floats, floats away. away. Um, and then he does a fart gun, which was supposed to be a dart gun. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I thought about it. I didn't know why you would need this. <laughs> which... Uh, P.S. Not to spoil anything, it does come back. It, it does. is needed. Um, and then he shows him the cookie robots. He's like, "Perfect. This is exactly what we need." And then we go to. Uh, it's like the next day, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna go. We have the cookie robots. We're gonna do this." And the girls are like, "Well, we have dance right now." And he's like, "I don't. Well, we're not doing dance. We're doing this." They're like, "No, we're going to dance." He's like, "Okay. Well, then." I'm not driving you. You can walk. They're like, all right, bye. So they go to walk, and he's just like, oh, fine, 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 fine. So, so he goes, um, oh, wait. Oh, I skipped over some stuff. Sorry. The minions, they go to the store because. Uh, oh, yeah, the little girl. Edith was playing with like a ray gun and actually and then zapped Agnes's unicorn. Unicorn, which like disintegrated. And so then he made the minions go to the store and they're like looking around and doing like karaoke and sitting in chairs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because they're dressed like people, but they still look crazy. Yeah. And then they do, um, uh, he does put them to bed that first night. He puts them to bed and they're in like bombs. Yeah. And it's like a rack where, like from an old bomber, where yeah. you like pull a lever and they start going up yeah. a, like rails. And they're like, is this safe? He's like, yeah, you know, don't move around too much. It should be fine. They're disarmed. You'll be fine. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then the minions come back and they like had created a unicorn out of like a toilet brush and some other things. An and, ice cream cone and a and, googly eye. And she's just like, I love it. So then. 
so then it's the next day, the ballet class, da da da. So he takes them to class, and he's sitting there. He's like the only dad there. Yeah, and all the moms are sort of like, oh. Well, not yet. They're all everybody's just sitting there. But then Agnes comes and is like, "Our show's coming up. You have to come." And he's like, "I don't know." And she's like, "You have to pinky promise." And he's like, "Okay, fine." When did my the pinky has promised. When did the pinky swear become a thing? Like, was that a thing when you were a kid? Yeah. Where did it come from? Like, is mm-hmm. it, I don't remember pinky swearing as a kid. Maybe I just didn't have any friends to mm. pinky swear with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably true. So then. <laughs> just got really sad over you. <laughs> so then. Uh, so then the moms are all like, oh, my God. Um, so they go into. They go to sell the cookies to Vector, like to give him the cookies. And while they're doing that, he goes in and takes the shrink ray. Right, because the, some of the cookie bots go and yeah. they cut a hole in the wall and then Gru could get in. Yeah. But they're a little too fast and they close the hole up. So then he's stuck inside with a couple minions trying yeah. to sneak back out with the shrink ray. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing, the shark's freaking out and all this stuff. And Vector's, Vector's not like, the most observant. He's like, shut up. <laughs> so they get that out and then Gru's like, that's done. Now I got to get rid of the kids. Because yeah. he didn't really want the kids. He just wanted to get the shrink ray. Just a means to an end. So he drives by an amusement park and they're like, oh, can we go? Can we go? And then again, he's like, light bulb. Like he's going to get rid of the kids. So he goes, they go to get on a roller coaster. He's like, all right, bye. And they're like, well, they can't go without an adult. And he's like, ugh. So he goes on the roller coaster and they have a great time. He doesn't feel so good. And then they're walking and they see uh, like one of those like, um, like boardwalk games yeah. or whatever. And there's a giant fluffy unicorn. And Agnes is like, oh my God, I need this. And they're like, you just, come on, you have to let us at least try. And he's like, fine. So he pays the money and they play once and nothing happens. And they're like, please let us play again. So he they play again. And while they're playing, Agnes hits like the target like, she, like she's supposed to. And they're like, hey, she hit it. And he was like, well, nope, it didn't fall down. So, and then Agnes is getting upset and Gru's like, my turn. And then he pulls out some like crazy, like, like lava gun or something, something. plasma. And it just like (laughs) burns up the the little game area. But somehow the unicorn is fine. Yes. And so then she gets the unicorn. She's so excited. And then the kids are like, that was amazing you're the coolest. And they're like, let's go destroy another game. And he was like, huh, maybe these kids aren't that bad. (laughs) All it takes is a little violence. And then they get back to the house. He's, he's like been face painted with like a bunny rabbit and they have all this like cotton candy and all this stuff. And then Dr. Nefario is just sort of like, Hey, we need to like focus up. And he's like, Oh yeah. So he goes to do like the presentation for, the bank. the bank again and is like, hey, I got the shrink ray. So like, let's let's do this. And they were like, no, we don't want to work with you. You're not getting our money. And there was like all the craziness that happens when you have kids like on his presentation was like grew on the toilet. Was that picture? Yeah. I mean, I I do work from home and sometimes kids intrude. Yeah. It sucks. It's just what happens. Today I was on a call and I think it was when you got home. Mm hmm. And somebody was screaming, and my boss was like, "Oh, some everything okay over there?" I was like, "I think so." 
Yeah. So then... <laughs> this doesn't really sound like the kids were intruding. They no, just they were just alive exist. in they, the house. They exist. Other times they've come in and tried to mess with my stuff. Very different. Yeah. it's. I've yet to have the, the level of experience of... Like that one guy on the newscast, yeah, whose daughter just came like right into the room. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, so then stuff happens. Blah, 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 blah. So the bank's like, we're not going to do it. They're all depressed. Yeah. Um, and then he's like trying to cheer everybody up. Well, right? so he goes down to the minions, and he's like, "You may have heard." There are rumors going around. <laughs> How do those rumors happen? It just happened. <laughs> that the bank is no longer willing to work with us. And he's like, they are true. Uh, so we can't do this. And you guys are going to have to start looking for other employment. I have fired up my resume. I'm like, where is he going to work? What? What? So, I mean, <laughs> unless he goes like, do you ever see the movie Sneakers with Robert Redford? Uh-uh. Well, in it, they're like security consultants and they break into places to tell places how they can beef up their security. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could do that. I guess. Long career in villainy. Yeah. Anyways, so then um, so then Agnes like gives her piggy bank and then he's like, oh, that's very sweet. And then everybody starts to be like, wait, I have something. I have something. And he's like, that's it. We are going to do this on our own. We don't need the bank. He basically crowdfunded it. Um, so then we have, I did like in that scene, like somebody was carrying the crown jewels, mm-hmm. which is like a call forward yeah. <laughs> to the minions movie. Yeah. Cause yeah. at the end of that movie, spoiler, he ends up with the crown. Yeah, he does. Um, so then we sort of have like this like montage of the, like getting ready. And, um, then we also see like that, there's like bonding going on and they're getting to know each other and he's really enjoying the company of the kids. Um, and at one point his mom is there like showing off baby pictures and baby grew looks so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like Gru's face, but on a baby butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then we do see in the course of this, that as he's checking days off the calendar, like the girls recital mm-hmm. is the same day that the mission to steal the moon is planned for. Yeah. And Dr. Ferio. Fario keeps being like, you can't be distracted. We've been working on towards this for years. Yeah, like this isn't this wasn't like a new plan. Like they've really been working on this. Um, and then we find out that the banker is Vector's father. Yeah. And that it's like, so you don't have the shrink ray, you idiot. Like you think you do, but you don't, and you need to get it back because Gru's doing this whole thing, and he's like, Oh, don't worry, I'll do it. So then um it's like, wait till he sees my squid guy. <laughs> Which he shoots, and then you hear someone go, oh, there's a squid on my face. <laughs> so there, uh, Gru's doing, like, the bedtime story with the girls. They're like, read us this book, and it's um, The Three Little Kittens. Which wasn't a book before this movie, right? I don't think so. But they made a book yeah. after this movie. Yeah. Which we had for a while. Yeah, we don't have anymore. <laughs> um, And he's, like, reading it, and as he's reading it, he's like, this is crap. Like, this is literature? This is terrible. Like, oh, God, this is going on forever. Basically, the writers are shitting on themselves. (laughs) He's like, I hate this. and This is going on forever. And then he gets to the end of the little book. And it's a short, it's not, it is not a long book. It is a sweet little book. Um, And it's basically, like, the mom cat is just saying, like, even when you're asleep, 
I'm always with you because you're in my heart. And he was just sort of like, he starts to get like choked up at the end. And he's like, okay, goodbye. That's it. Good night. And they're like, oh, can we have like kisses? Good night. He's like, no, no hugging, no kissing. Goodbye. So he's clearly like, he can't handle the feeling he's having of just enjoying having them around. Well, I mean, as we saw, as we've seen, his mom was very emotionally detached. So he probably doesn't really understand. Yeah. Attachment. So then he's with, um, he's like outside, like picking stuff up off the ground, like toys. And he sees that the girls have like drawn all over the wall. And they drew like that they were part of the family tree. Right, because he had like a framed family tree and yeah. then they added onto it. Right? Yeah, and it was very cute. And he was sort of like, oh. And then Dr. Nefario is talking to him. And he was like, I was just thinking maybe we could move the moon heist. Right, and like, they had to, they were doing it that day because it was like when the moon was closest. I don't know, but like it that. was like the date was because of the positioning of the moon. Like yeah. that's why. And he was like, uh, this isn't because of the recital, is it? He was like, what? No, no, I just, it feels like, you know, like a heist is more like a Tuesday thing, not a Saturday thing. I mean, in general, I don't disagree. So then, so then he's sort of like, you need to like refocus because if you don't, I will make it happen for you. Um, so then, uh, the, I don't know if it's technically the next day, but it looks like the next day Yeah, that. Uh, they're just sitting around and they're playing like tea party and he's like, okay, so when we do this, we're going to make the glasses clink. And he's just like really like in, you know, like spending time with them. And then, uh, there's a knock at the door and it's Miss Hattie. And she's like, I got a call. You want to give the girls back? I also got a Spanish dictionary, and I know what you said to me. And she just smacks, then she across smacks the face him. The she's like, I don't like it. And we and we see that it's Doctor Nefario who made the call. Right. And he was basically like, I knew you couldn't do it, so I did it. Like I told you, I would handle this. Yeah. So the girls are taken, and they they're angry. And Agnes is just sort of like, please don't take me. Like, don't let them take me. And he's just like, uh, like he didn't know what to do. Um, and then it's like, everyone is sad. Nobody's happy that they're. And the minions are really sad. And the minions are sad. Like, everybody's sad. Gru is really sad that they're gone. Um, and then he goes to, they have the, the moon launch. Everything uh, goes well. And then he, like, he shrinks the moon. <laughs> and he has it. And then when he does, like, the wave stop. <laughs> And there was like a guy who's who was like a wolf, who was a werewolf. Yeah. And then he just turns into a naked man. He's like, away. Oh, and while he's like floating there with the moon, like that he can hold in his hand, uh, the ticket for the show like right, floats by. One of the minions had tried to give him the ticket as he was getting onto the rocket. Oh, and and, uh, and he's this, like, I'm not going to that. So the minion like tucked it into one of his and this is important pockets. This is important because uh, when he got the shrink ray, when he was on the phone with the banker, he shrunk one of the minions. So that's important because we have a tiny minion. Yeah. Um, and what happens is, so Gru's like, I got to get back for the show. I can still make it. So he's trying to do that. And then they're just sitting around and Dr. Nefario, like next to him, the minion that was tiny grows. And he's like, Oh crap. Right. That's not good. <laughs> and we'd already now, seen the like ship that uh Vector had shrunk. Yeah, had that that had grown back to returned to its size. And and the thing is, like, nobody knows this that the shrink ray doesn't last. Yeah. It's like it only is good for a small amount of time. Um, and then 
so he's like, we have to warn Gru. He's like, we have to hurry. And he he's like in his like rascal scooter. Yes, and it's like barely moving. <laughs> oh, so then like Gru's like like blasting into Earth and he, you know, all this stuff's happening. And as he's like trying to get back to where he needs to be, there's like rockets just falling off all over the place. Just like yeah. and at one point it falls on a playground. And it and lands those, on like a merry-go-round, right? Yeah, but it's like the kind that the kids push themselves. Like it's not like a a thing with like horses. Right, no, that's a merry-go-round because it's a carousel and it's like the oh, is motorized that, one. Is that what it is? I don't I, know. That's how I've I I don't know. But that's how my Anyways, head, the distinction. But the rocket like <laughs> like shot shoots into it and like spins the kids. And all the like kids that. surrounding them are going, Yeah, but I imagine if you're the kid on the merry-go-round at that moment. You don't feel good. Ugh. It's not going to That looks horrible. Um so then like he goes and he gets there and he goes in and and he's missed the show. And he goes and he sees like this there's like a sign on the seat that was for him and it said that it was reserved for Margot, Edith, and Agnes's dad yeah. and he's just like Ugh. and then he turns the paper over and then we see because then he like takes off uh and we see that it says bring the moon and then it's got like vectors symbol he's got a pretty solid mark like he spent some time drawing that thing on so it looks like a stamp though that's so, a big stamp so he shows up at the house at vector's place and he's like give give me the girls he's like give me the moon first so he does so he he gives him the moon like He's like, I don't care. Like, he just wants the girls yeah, back. Yeah, no, no hesitation. And, um, and then Vector's like, I think I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna keep him for a little while. I'm predictable. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Gru is like, Listen, fucker. When I get in there, it's gonna it's be going trouble. Down. And he's like, Yeah, right. He can't get in. So he goes and he sends like heat-seeking yeah, missiles. Vector launches a bunch of missiles. And. As they're coming at him, Gru does like this crazy like acrobatics, like yeah, using he runs each towards one the as it, and then it blows up the door, and then he's like walking in, and the shark goes to get him, and he just like does like a backhanded yeah, fist thing to him. I mean, Gru is surprisingly and Vector was like he punched my shark, he punched my shark, and then he's like he, he's got a so then he's like trying to escape, and I was like, don't underestimate the power of a dad. That's right. Because that's what happened. Like before when he was trying to get in just to get a shrink ray or whatever. He wasn't really he motivated. He couldn't do it. But then. Now he's got laser focus. His kids were in trouble and he was like, oh, fuck all this. I'm I getting mean, them back. Just look at Taken. Look at Taken. I've never seen it. Me neither. <laughs> so then. <laughs> so then. I mean, I know what it. I know what happens. Yeah, I get it. Someone gets taken. So he, then he rescues, rescues his daughter, and people die. Whatever. Whatever. So then, uh, Vector's like taken off, and Gru, yeah, because part of Vector's house just turns into a ship, right? And that's like, and like Gru has like grabbed on and is like hanging on, but Gru can barely ran up hang the on. pyramid, yeah, and jumped onto the ship, and he could barely hang on. And then, like right as he falls, he falls into um, Doctor Nefario had like found them, yeah, and he fell into the ship, and then he was like, wait a minute, what's why is the ship big? What's going on? And then Dr. Nefario explains, like, based on the mass, yeah. is the like, bigger the object is, the, f- the, the less, less time, time it shrunk. Takes. And then he was like, oh crap. And so then we see the moon, like, start to grow in the ship. Yeah. And Vector doesn't notice with the girls. Do. And the kids are, like, freaking out. And they're like, oh my God. And he's just like, whatever. And then the moon crushes him and breaks open whatever, like, thing they were in. I mean, he. He really should have, like, every bone in his body broken. I know. And then Gru and the boat, the ship, they, like, they get closer. 
And it looks like all the minions or a very large chunk of minions are on this rocket as well. Yeah. Um, so Well, they're squishy. They can yeah. they can fit into small places. So they get close and then they finally get the door open and whatever. And, yeah. and Gru fires like, like a grappling hook. Yeah, Gru's like, you're gonna have to jump. And they're like, What are you crazy? He's like, You have to. It is a pretty bananas thing to and do. And then he's like, You have to trust me. And Agnes was like, not Agnes. Margot was like, but you let us go. He was like, I know, and it was the worst decision of my life, but I need you to trust me now. Like, I will catch you. So then Edith and Agnes jump at the same time. They catch them. And then Margot's like, just can't do it. He's like, please, you have to. You have to trust me. So she finally goes to jump, and then Vector grabs her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And then, like, the moon rolls and knocks Vector over yeah, and, and pushes she, Margot out. She's, like, falling. She falls, and she grabs on to, like, the wire that's in between. And then Gru, like, is trying to get to her. I mean, his first move is to try to, like, tightrope walk it, which is really not a good choice. He's just trying. So he's trying to get to her. And then the moon and all this other stuff going on, the grappling, whatever, gets knocked out or breaks. And they're both falling. And he's trying to grab her. And so then there's, like, a chain of minions that grabs Gru. She gra- he grabs Margot. They're all safe. Yep. Uh, but the moon keeps growing and finally just like shoots the ship into space out into space. And then I guess just like (laughs) blows up the rocket. I mean, the rocket can't contain it. And then then the moon's back. Yeah. It seems like it ended up pretty much right back where it's supposed to be. And vector got stuck on the moon. Oh, poop. Oh, poop indeed. Um, and then they, they, they're back home, and then Gru's like, I'm going to read you a story. And he wrote a book, and, and it was called the Something Unicorn. Something Unicorn. And his nose, he like sticks his nose. Is the unicorn horn. Because his nose is ridiculous. Yeah, and he goes through, and he like reads this story, and it really, it is super sweet, because it's about like this grumpy unicorn who thinks he doesn't need anything. Mm-hmm. And then these three kittens show up, and they totally turn his life around and he gives them away, which was the worst decision he ever made. But now that they're back, like he knows that he loves them a whole lot. And like, it's this whole thing. It's really, really, it's a very sweet story. And then he goes to say goodnight and he actually like gives him kisses goodnight. And then all the minions want kisses. And then Margot jumps up and hugs him and she's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And then he goes out, and then, yeah, all the minions want kisses. And at one point, he was like, didn't I already get you? And the minions like, ah. It's just like, how does he know? How does he know? Uh, and, then, and then we have a scene where they're, they put on a recital for the minions. Right, and, the girl, and then Gru's mom's there, and they seem to be getting along to and some it, degree. And it's the first time where she says, she says, I'm really proud of you. Like, you turned out to be a really great parent. Yeah. She's like, maybe even better than me. And he just makes like a face. She's like, (laughs) okay. Um, And then they do their little dance recital that Gru missed. And then the minions have a fight. And they're they're going on a Blu-ray disc, which I don't know if that's owned by Universal, but it was something that was very specific that he was playing the music on that I was like, why is it this? I don't know. So, so So then they change to like Bee Gees, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a one of the songs on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Yeah, and then they get grew up there to dance, and 
And then they go up, he and Margot and Edith and Agnes, and they sort of rise up and just are like staring at the moon and everything's great. And that's the end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gru's dance moves mirror John Travolta's dance moves from like the first time you really see him dance in Saturday Night Fever. Oh, really? Yeah, because he does that like pause and like the moving his arm across. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I'm doing the moves. You guys can't see it, but I'm amazing. He's really... I can't even keep my eyes open. That's how good he is. Um, She's mesmerized. So that's Despicable Me. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. I really do. I remember seeing this movie in the theater with Ava and Olivia. Um, I quickly, not too long after, bought the soundtrack, like on iTunes. Because this was like for a... I don't know how much he'd done movie-wise before this, Pharrell, but... I know he he's done the, a lot since. Yeah, he did the whole soundtrack for yeah. this one. And he's done all their movies, and mm-hmm. he's done a lot of stuff since then, I know. But I don't know if this was, like, a big break for him in that yeah, regard. Yeah, I don't know. But I was just, like, every song in there, I was like, this was great. So I bought the soundtrack, which was fun. And, and we yeah, we just saw it again with the kids. I mean, they like all these movies. Yeah, they I love just... The Minions. They, they like the Despicable Me franchise and Minions. I just really... I I I don't know. I just really like the story of this one and the way that he sort of is like, oh wait, I want a family. Yeah, it, I mean, it has some parallels to like The Grinch, mm-hmm. where it's that kind of like curmudgeonly outsider who goes through an experience that grows his heart. Yeah, but it was also just like nice that it wasn't about like it wasn't like a romantic thing mm-hmm. or uh, you know I don't know. I just I think it's really good. Um, so. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. It's a new year. We could use some new new rates, yeah. new ratings. Remember, just do five stars. And if you write a review, you can always just write like a thumbs up emoji. You don't have to go crazy. Yeah. Um, and you can please uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rated PG Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Let us know uh, if you enjoy Despicable Me. Yeah, and uh, check out... That'd be great. All the podcasts at Campfire Media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also follow us on Facebook at PG Podcast. That's right. Because uh, we're, we're everywhere. <gasps> everywhere you can find podcasts. That's where we are. That's the goal. Um, and that, yeah. And uh, we'll be back. Next week is Throwback. Woohoo! Benji's choice, so buckle in. Yeah. It's you, know, another, you know how he do. Another classic. Uh, <laughs> and just remember, if the kids aren't watching it, we ain't talking about it. Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire. Campfire.